You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome into Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The producer extraordinaire, James Mesh, doing the big things for us. Once again, happy Friday. Welcome to the Friday Fun Show. Once again, here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Got a big game, big show for you today. LSU baseball against Florida this weekend. Uh, You can hear all three games right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. UL at home against South Alabama in a massive series. We'll get you set up for that. We'll talk some Houston Astros. They got a spring training game today against the Mets. We'll be joined by Apollo Dez at 4:30 to talk about that. And as always, taking your phone calls on the game hotline 706-0111. Here in Acadiana, you can watch the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Time to bring in the producer extraordinaire, James Mesh. James, happy Friday, my man. How are you? Happy Friday, Matt. I'm ready for the weekend. Let's just say that. Twitter poll question of the day here on this Friday fun show. Favorite basketball movie of all time? Is it Hoosiers? Is it White Men Can't Jump? Is it Semi-Pro? With Will Ferrell, you know, Jackie Moon? Or is it one we didn't mention? You can comment on the poll question if it's one that we didn't mention in the previous three. Uh, you know, there's there's still some great ones: Coach Carter, Space Jam, Glory Road, Like Mike. You know, we can go we can go on and on about uh, basketball basketball films. Uh, a little bit of basketball news while we're while we're talking basketball. Tari Eason. A projected lottery pick from LSU will enter the 2022 NBA draft. Uh, also yesterday, Xavier Pinson and Brandon Murray announcing their intentions to transfer from the university. However, they will keep LSU as an option for their return. Some Saints news that came out a little bit before we got on the show is Daniel Sorensen from the Kansas City Chiefs has signed a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. He's not he's going to provide a lot of safety depth, safety depth. Uh you know, he reminds me a lot everybody's saying Jeff Heath and I agree with that. Um there's definitely a, a fair comparison there. Again, I, I mentioned this yesterday, and, and I'll say it again. It kind of worries me that the Saints aren't looking to get receivers in free agency. Everybody that has come available in free agency from the wide receiver position 
the Saints have missed on. Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you know, um, Tyreek Hill. I mean, that was a trade, but you haven't signed Jarvis Landry. You haven't signed Odell. You know, there's there's key pieces that you could sign as a as a second wide receiver option that you're just not picking up on, and uh, that's at least in my book that's a that's a cause for concern. Let's go to the game hotline. Shane joins the show. Shane, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? I got a basketball movie for you that you didn't mention. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Love and basketball. Oh, that's a good one. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, love and basketball is a good one. That's a that that's a that's a movie I didn't think of. I'm trying to think. James, can you think of any other basketball movies that that we're not thinking of? I mean, a good one that you could always talk about is Space Jam. Yeah. That that's I mean, that's everybody. Yeah. Everyone always talks about that. Airbud. Air Airbud. We had a we had a conversation earlier. It was me, James, and Hannah Five Names about all the, the different movies that, that Bud was in. I mean, he he had he played basketball, football, soccer. I mean, he's the standard. Didn't he play baseball? He might have. I know there, he played a baseball he, one. I know he played football and basketball for sure. Yeah, I mean, and I think he played soccer. Just just the sports, just the sports goat. There's a there's no doubt about it. Definitely, the sports goat. We also have some March Madness to to preview tonight. But one thing that. is trending on social media today that I find find rather interesting. There's reports of Tom Brady going to Miami? That Tom Brady is seeking a trade to Miami? I don't know if that's legit or not. I wouldn't think that he would want to try to go to Miami, but then again, they just got Tyree Kill. You signed Teron Armstead to protect him. I don't know. That's interesting. LSU baseball tonight from Gainesville, number nine, Florida. First pitch here at 6 p.m. First pitch in Gainesville is at 7. Tomorrow they'll play at 5.30 and Sunday at 11 Cajuns baseball again tonight at home against South Alabama. Six o'clock first pitch from the Teague, two o'clock tomorrow, and one o'clock on Sunday. This is a series for the Cajuns that they're gonna have to win. Plain and simple. They're gonna have to do it because it's not gonna get any easier from here on out. And South Alabama's got a high RPI. They're ranked number 29 in the country. A win in this series could go a very, very long way into making things happen for Matt Deggs' squad. A little bit later today, we'll also talk some Cajuns spring football. We we got the chance to listen to Coach Michael Desermo on his, you know, his thoughts of spring so far. They have a scrimmage tomorrow, and then the spring game is 
April the 9th at 11 a.m. from Cajun Field. So there's a lot to get into today. You know, again, Astros, Pelicans getting a big win last night. LSU and UL baseball, softball, UL and LSU as well. The Saints. I mean, how how do we have time for it all on this Friday fun show? Once again, don't forget to go vote on our Twitter poll question, best basketball movie of all time. And if you're thinking of one that we're not mentioning, give us a call, 706-0111. One guy just told me uh, Blue Chips. Blue Chips. I had never heard of it before. I've never heard of that one. It's got Shaq in it, though. I had looked it up, and he said it, it's kinda, it kind of plays out how Will Wade ended at LSU. Hmm. So that's interesting. You know, any any movie that cost more to make than they made at the box office doesn't usually work out. They spent thirty five million to make it and only made twenty six million at the box office. That's rough. We'll take timeout number one right here, and when we come back, we'll hear from Coach Michael Desermo as spring football again getting underway for the Cajuns. Don't go anywhere. This is the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Do you want to see some of the most elite dunkers and exceptional ball handlers on the planet? The world-famous Harlem Globetrotters are returning to the Cajun Dome on Tuesday, April 5th, and you can see them live. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is giving away a four-pack of tickets for a family-friendly show. How do you win exactly? Simply just text TROTTER, that's T-R-O-T-T-E-R, to 68683 to win a family four-pack of tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters live at the Cajun Dome. That's T-R-O-T-T-E-R to 68683, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Thank you, James. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It's time to talk some Cajuns football. And this is actually the first time that I get to do it on this show. And I'm incredibly excited for it. Cajuns are locked in into spring practice. They've got a spring scrimmage tomorrow at 930 and we got to speak with Coach Dez this week. And he, he touched on a multitude of things. You know, how's the O-line looking from an injury standpoint? Everybody wants to know the quarterback situation. Uh, you know, update on Zion Hill and who's going to fill the holes at safety. You know, Percy Butler moving on to the NFL. Who's going who's gonna to fill those voids? What, the first thing that I want to mention when he was talking about the scrimmage for tomorrow, usually, you know, offenses, your first 15 to 20 plays are scripted. However, for tomorrow's scrimmage, according to Coach Des, play calling is not going to be scripted. We're going to call the whole scrimmage instead of scripting. I mean, you know, typically we would script a big portion of the scrimmage and we would just call a few situations. We're going to call the whole thing where that way, you know, we've got to get in the mindset of, you know, having a call sheet, calling off the call sheet, 
the signal operation, the players getting the signals, communicating the call, getting lined up, adjusting it out. So it's big for the whole process. You know, it, it's not much different than getting ready for the bowl game for us. You know, we, we had some live periods, not not tackle, but like call periods instead of scripted. Just things like that that you got to do to get ready. I mean, I don't think it's a huge deal right now because, you know, you don't play till September. But um, it is something that I do want us to have to work on that whole operation from, you know, the call coming in to the signaler processing it to getting the signals in to the players processing the signal to making the call to making the adjustments. I do think it's important to do. And, you know, again, he mentioned spring practices are just a tune-up for your games in December. So a question that a lot of people have asked, you know, over the years, and myself included, what are coaches looking for in spring practice? So when we get to the scrimmage, to me, it's who can function out there without – the coaches kind of being around it. You know, whenever we practice, we, we, we try to let them cut loose. But there are some times where, you know, coaches are on the field or on the side and we're kind of calling things out. We're trying to make some adjustments for them. In a scrimmage, there's no help. You know, there, there's, no, there's no life preserver out there. It, it's sink or swim. So, you know, I think you go out there, they have to make the calls. They have to execute the adjustments from the calls. And then they've got to make the plays to do it. So, you know, the way we practice, it's not so much like a physical thing. We go pretty hard in practice. They thud. They do it the right way. It's really more of who can get out there on their own and go out there and operate and really have success in, you know, within the schemes that we're doing on offense and defense. Defensive lineman Zion Hill is currently out with an injury uh, that he sustained right there at the end of the season. He played through it during the New Orleans Bowl and – if I remember correctly, he, he needed to have surgery on it. Uh, and Coach Dez provided an update on Zion. And who's going to step up in a spot while he's out? He's progressing. You know, I mean, he's doing individual and he's getting a little bit of one-on-one stuff starting this week. You, you got a really talented young group on the defensive line. You know, now you got some older guys, right, like Zion, Jaquan, Andre Landry, who those are guys that it's time for them to go out there and go do it. You know, Andre Jones is playing a little bit is, is playing a little bit on the edge and playing some D-line. Those guys have done it, right? We're not worried about so much what they can do. But then you go through the through this younger group of guys, you know, Kendall Wilkerson has played really good for us. He needs to play more. He needs to play better, you know, and he will and he has. Mason Norsey's another young, really talented player that's played good for us, needs to play more, needs to continue to play better. You know, you go down the list. Jordan Lawson's another guy that jumps out to you that most of you guys don't really know much about. Extremely talented young player. He's having a good spring, and he needs to continue to have a good spring. He is, I mean, really a quality ball player that can be a really good player for us. You heard in the two-minute drill that, according to Coach Dez, the quarterback race is wide open. There's a lot of depth in that quarterback room. Ben Wilrich, Chandler Fields, Lance LeJean, Hunter Herring, Zy McDonald. You bring in Zeon Chris from Madison Prep. I mean, that's that's six right there uh, currently in the quarterback room. So obviously the quarterback race is wide open at this point, but those young quarterbacks, Chris, McDonald, Herring, how are they looking in spring practice? And I think the other guys, you know, Zy knows it really well, maybe not quite as good as them. Lance has really come a long way with figuring this thing out, and he's put himself in position to compete. You know, and then you, you got Zion, who, you know, truthfully for a true freshman, I think has really surprised everybody in the building with his ability to 
pick it up and run with it. You know, he, he's got a, a really bright future ahead of him as well. So when I say those guys are a little behind, I certainly don't mean that they can't function. I just mean they're just a little behind some older guys that have been in and out of college offenses for longer. And, you know, one one last thing to touch on the O-line. You know, the Cajuns have kind of been referred to as, as O-line university the last couple of years because Kevin Dotson going to the NFL, Robert Hunt going to the NFL. You got Max Mitchell, who's going to get drafted this year. Uh, running backs, we've put a slew of running backs in the NFL also. But this O-line, especially towards the end of last year, was a little banged up. So now that you're in March and you're getting deep into spring, what's the health status of, of your, your big guys up front? So we've been pretty healthy so far you know, up front um, with the guys that are practicing. Um, and then you got guys progressing back into things. You know, Jax Harrington is getting back into a little bit more work. You know, he's been indie only. He's he started doing some one-on-ones. Now he's going to start doing some group stuff. Carlos Rubio, who I don't anticipate being able to do team stuff this spring, he's getting into indie. Getting back into it, you know, Nathan Thomas is one that started the spring kind of pushing through some things. He's been out for a little bit. You know, we're trying to get it under control and get him back where he can finish out the spring strong because he's really had a great offseason. Started the spring really well. You know, so we're getting some guys back. You know, the nature of it, you know, all you guys know how it is. You're going to lose guys you know, day here, day there, you hope it's nothing significant. So, you know, we're holding in right there, you know, and that's the big thing, you know, we got to, got to keep that group healthy, you know, cause that's the one where the injuries have kind of, I guess, kind of thinned us out a little bit there. So, you know, we're doing okay right now and got guys that are working back into it, which is always a good thing. James, what do you think? What do you, what do you, what are your expectations for the Cajuns here in 2022? I like that they brought back a lot of whether it be former cages themselves or just kept as much people as they could from the staff and the players themselves. They didn't go heavy into the transfer portal, which kind of shocks me a little bit, but Desimo's explanation made sense to me. I think even though it's not a lot of change, there will still be change and it's a new coach. So things are going to be run a little differently. Yeah, I like it's kind of the same thing how I did with Brian Kelly and LSU. I'm I'm going to say eight or nine wins. Yep. I don't want to expect the 12, 13 like we saw last year with the Cajuns. So I I, th- I think that's reasonable. I don't know if they'll be able to win the Sun Belt, but I think they will be able to keep themselves competitive and and it'll show good signs that they could build on this for years to come. You're, you're going to win the West. You're going to win the Sun Belt West because the Sun Belt West, I mean, for lack of better words, the Sun Belt West is awful. Southeastern's a winnable game. Eastern Michigan's a winnable game. Rice is a winnable game. ULM's a winnable game. So right there through September, you very well could be 4-0. South Alabama, they're a good team. They're supposed to get better. That could be an interesting game. Marshall, you played them in the New Orleans Bowl, and it was a close game for three and a half quarters, and you're going to Huntington. So that could be trouble. Arkansas State, their arrival for football, they always play it kind of close. You just never know. Southern Miss is going to become a rival in, in due time. That could be a fun game. Troy, Georgia Southern, I don't expect a whole lot of either club. Florida State, how good is Florida State really going to be this year? 
We don't know. How good will Chandler Fields be? That's 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 what I'm wondering is how good is the starting QB going to be? Is Chandler Fields going to start? Oh, I don't even know because you named all those quarterbacks, but most of them are young. I mean, do you really? Would you really expect Zion to be the starter? No, because I no. wouldn't think so. I th- I would think he'd have to wait till his third Z- year at least. Ooh, not third year. You think he would be? You he, you think he'd start? You would think he'd start next year? Uh I could see him competing. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, Des did say he's a little ahead of schedule. Um, no, Zion. If if you're asking me, Zion's probably gonna redshirt this year. Yeah. Um, but no, dude, watch out for Ben Woolridge. Ben Woolridge is a guy. He transferred here from Fresno State, and Fresno State is a, you know, slingum kind of offense. And he's tall. He's 6'4", 218. So he's six inch he's got six inches on Levi. Uh UL's quarterback for the last three years. He's a guy that's been in the system. He's learned the offense. He's a redshirt junior, so he still has eligibility. Now, don't get me wrong, is Chandler Fields the favorite? To start, absolutely. However, depending on the offense that Dez wants to run, don't be surprised if a guy like Ben Woolridge ends up winning the job. That's fair. But another question I have is about that running back group. Because after Chris Smith, who's going to step up? Who's going to be that RB2? Because you lost Montreal Johnson. Well, no, Chris Smith's going to be your RB1. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. Who's going to be RB2? Who's going to be RB2? So because I, you lost Montreal and you lost yeah. Imani, I really like Terrence Williams, that uh, that freshman from Manny. Uh, Kendrell Williams is a Karen Crow product. That that is another guy that I think could do a lot of things well. It, it's it's definitely a a slimmer running back room, but I still think it's a good one. You know what a you know what this running back room kind of reminds me of because Chris Smith reminds me a lot of Camara. Yeah. This Cajuns running back room since I don't know a lot about it like we did last year with Montreal coming up on the scene so fast and Imani. Ooh, Chris Smith changed his jersey number? He changed Oh, did he? I didn't know that. He's 13 now. According that's to an, the roster. That's an interesting number change cuz he was 21 last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that's a that's an interesting choice, but for me it reminds me a lot of the Saints before they traded for Mark Ingram because who's that other guy? Yeah. Who's that guy you can rely on? Because the Saints had to rely on Kamara a little too much, especially early on. Yeah, you're going to. And, and it, I feel like that might happen here with the Cajuns. Are we going to see too much Chris Smith and then he gets injured? You're going you're gonna to use a lot of Terrence Williams. You're going to use a lot of Kendrell Williams. Um, Tyrese Jackson is another guy. He's a Westgate product. And he transferred here from Colorado State. He's a redshirt sophomore. You could see a lot of him. So yeah, I mean, after after Chris Smith, it's definitely going to be running back by committee. Uh, Michael Orphy Jr. has been in the been in the, on the roster for a few years. He could contribute. So yeah, it, like you said, 
the Saints before they signed Mark Ingram, who was after Kamara. It's going to be a similar situation. But uh, plenty of time between now and September to uh, to iron all that out. We'll take a time out here. Apollo Dez, he's an Astros analyst, joins us in the next segment. Talk some spring training and to keep you updated on the Houston Astros. This is the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. They could debate who should win the MVP, but they'd rather argue who has the best hair in sports talk radio. We just washed the hair. You know, I worked on my hair a long time, and you you hit it. It hits my hair. Now back to more of the stylish crunch time with Miguez and Mash here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Keep your bracket going strong. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers $150 in instant bonus guaranteed. That's right. You'll get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more, and how you bet is completely up to you. You can choose between the money line, totals, prop bets, and so much more. The only way I see Iowa State winning tonight is if they hold Miami to under 60 but I don't believe that's going to happen, so I'm hammering those hurricanes. Join FanDuel today with promo code KLWB. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit guaranteed. That's promo code KLWB on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You must be 21 or older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days after the receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and would like some help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Stop that. May stop that. So I got two brackets, right? One of them, I have a 75% accuracy, but my national champion's out. The other one, I've got a 51% accuracy, but my champion's still in. So I don't know which one's doing better. Because one's more accurate, but I didn't pick the final team right. I don't know. Let's talk some Houston Astros now. And here to do that is our man, Apollo Dez. Apollo, good afternoon, bud. How are you? I'm good, bro. I mean, I was good. And then uh, Carlos Correa decided to go to Minnesota. So um, not great for the brand. Yeah, you know, let's go ahead and talk about that. Correa signing a a three-year deal with the Minnesota Twins. Now, my question is this. Was he unhappy with Houston? Or was it more of a a money thing? Because from my point of view, it's the Twins. <laughs> I've been saying it for a week now. The Twins. Um, I don't know. Someone, someone really interesting uh, told me this uh, offline, and, and it, it's kind of resonated to me that uh, coming out of a labor dispute and um, the situation between a union and the, the owners that he had to go out there and set a number no matter what. Carlos Correa was the number one guy. He was the shortstop. He was a Boris guy. And if he didn't go out and get what was expected out of him, then the people behind him would have lost out on their pockets. So if Carlos would have got 30 instead of 35, and the guy that should have got 30 was in the 25 and so forth and so forth. So 
Um, that kind of resonates me as, you know, more player-friendly than team-friendly type of uh, individual. But um, it's interesting. It really is at the end of the day. I think uh, Minnesota got a great lotto ticket. Um, if they're not in contention with these, you know, half the leagues making the playoffs this year, um, then they can get a ton of prospects for a rental college Correa. And if they're in it, you know, then they add that hot hand and, and go from there. So um, shout out to Minnesota. They, uh, they hit the jackpot. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's talk about Kyle Tucker. Had a great 2021, one of the best hitting seasons in the American League. And he's he's talking about being even better in, in 2022. What do, you, what do you expect out of the left fielder? I expect an MVP-type season for him. Um, I, I expect Kyle Tucker to be a, a top-five MVP vote-getter. Um, he's a guy that's in a lineup that is full of MVPs and Rookie of the Years and All-Stars and all of that, and I think he could be better than all of them. Um, we, we got to talk to him on, on Beyond the Diamond on our Apollo podcast, and I don't think Kyle Tucker realizes how good Kyle Tucker is going to be, and that's that's a really cool thing to, to talk about. And um, He's a great ball player. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are like, well, can he, can he catch the ball in right field? Yes, he takes some Magellan-esque routes in the outfield. He makes the plays, and he can hit, and uh, he's a ball player at the end of the day. Chatting with Apollo Dez from Apollo HOU. Let's talk, you know, Jeremy Pena. He is destined to be Carlos Correa's replacement, and maybe it's because I don't live in Houston and I don't you know, see the ins and outs of the Astros program, but I don't know if I'm buying it. No, that 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 comes with um, that comes with a lot of real question marks, right? Uh, Carlos Correa has been the guy this entire time, and, and Jeremy Pena is the heir apparent. And it looks like, from what we've been told through Boris and Correa, that you know the Astros didn't really give an effort to re-sign him. To me, that means Jeremy Pena is the guy for them. Is it the guy because he's a low cost or a high talent? Maybe a mixture of both, but. At the end of the day, Jeremy Pena is a dude, and he could play. Um, the question marks of of has he got enough games in is a is a true viable question mark. He's only played, I think, thirty games in AAA. Um, yes, granted, he's played two years in the Dominican, and he's got some big at bats there. He has the pedigree, he has the build, the stature. He's built like Adonis himself, and I'm excited to see it. I think it's a um, it's a testament to his work ethic, and I think you. I think we saw it when when Berman or, or McTaggart, uh, you know, they were talking in the locker room, and he was like, "I'm going to be Jeremy Pena." At the end of the day, I'm not. I'm not the guy that's going to be Carlos Correa 2.0. I'm Jeremy Pena, and so right there, I, I think it's huge. And in this lineup with all these different guys I talked about earlier, he doesn't have to be the guy. He can just go out there and be Jeremy Pena. And I think the fan base and and all the media have to realize that. Um, the revisionist history of college Cray is not to be great because if Jeremy Pena goes over three, that I, I could see everyone on the timeline saying like, "Well, Carlos Cray would have went three for three with three home runs," and that's not the reality of it. So um, I think we stay the course with him and and just let him let him shine because I think he's uber talented and and hopefully uh, he can just step in and, and be himself. Justin Verlander coming along nicely in spring training. You know, it, it kind of seems like. He's back to his old self after after undergoing surgery last season. 
Uh, still no Lance McCullers. McCullers isn't going to be ready to start the season. Who do you see stepping up in, in that rotation? Yeah, I think it's going to fall on on Framber and Yaquiti and Luis Garcia, right? Guys that um, have been in the rotation, they've logged big innings. Um, it, I think it's going to be them. And, and I think it also helps that having an offense him that can go hang a number and there's not to be a lot of stress. Um, obviously, being uh, an Astro fan, seeing Justin Verlander come out and throw 96 in his first couple of starts, um, is a great thing to see. Um, the Lance thing is, is something let's hold our breath and hopefully we, we see him this year. But, um, yes, we lost another World Series. But those guys got a lot of valuable, valuable innings um, late in October and into November that are going to be able to build off of. And I think that doesn't really get talked about enough. I, I think this stretch the Astros have had, a lot of people gravitate to the lineup. And when playoffs come around, teams are like, well, you know, the Astros are, you know, old and they've been in this, been in this little situation for a while and this new team's going to come and usurp them. And we see it time and time again that these Astros lineup and, and pitching staff show that, hey, look, we're here again. These October innings matter. And um, I think they matter when it comes to the regular season as well because they haven't seen anything they haven't seen. They've been in Chicago. They've been in Boston. They've been in New York. They've been in the rowdiest of crowds. And, hey, in the middle of June playing in Anaheim, it's not that big of a deal. So I I think this staff is built to uh, sustain and hold serve, and that's all I can ask for at the end of the day. Chatting with Apollo Des. Apollo, it's National Peacock Day. Does St. Peter's find a way to get it done tonight? Man. Look, I'm a I'm a Texas Longhorn. I think everyone that knows knows me that um I I love to get my heart ripped out, but I want to believe in St. Peter's. I, I wanna believe in that that offense and they put up points. I'll, I'll rock with them. It it just it just means um with the the National Peacock Day and everything, I'm just gonna ride with them. Let's let's not question it. Let's just ride with them. Yeah, I mean, it just it just sounds like it's meant to be, right? It's fate. hundred percent. At this point, it's madness, right? That's what makes hey. March Madness the best. Right. Absolutely. Apollo Des has been our guest. Apollo, appreciate you taking the time, man. Have a great weekend. Enjoy March Madness, and uh, we'll talk to you down the line. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We'll take a time out, and when we come back, we'll update you on our poll question. We'll get you set up for hour number two. Crunch time with Miguez and Mesh right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. James, tell them. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Hey-o! From the Louisiana Raging Cajuns to the latest with the New Orleans Saints and Pelicans. Miguez and Mesh cover it all. I'm not worried. Uh, I think it's something that I can get under control. Now, back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish bowl. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot and a burner, an ice chest, a tumbler, chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to an Astros game. So sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. God, that's a package. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Ray said it on, RP3 said it on his show the other day. This is one of the times that he wishes he didn't work here. Funny enough, one of, one of my cousins, she she doesn't like crawfish or any type of seafood. Oh my God. I know. It, Get out of here. She'd probably take everything else though and just have us have the crawfish. Hey, that's fine. More for that's me. what I'm saying. It's like whatever. More for you get, me. You get, I already have chairs. I already got a pod and everything Man, else. Man, my, my, my fiance and I are a couple showers tomorrow night, and I kind of wish we were having crawfish, but brisket and smoked sausage will do. That's not bad. Yeah, brisket, brisket and smoked sausage is a, is a close second for sure. Twitter poll question of the day. Favorite basketball movie of all time. Is it Hoosiers? Is it White Men Can't Jump? Is it semi-pro or is it other? So far, 40% of you say Hoosiers. Nobody has voted for White Men Can't Jump. Nobody has commented. James, 60% of people are riding with Jackie Moon. Yes, and I didn't even vote on it yet. So that's, yeah. So that's, let me do my math. Yeah, do some quick math. What is that? 65% are going to say semi-pro? It's a great movie. Man, that's impressive. It's It's great if you like Will Ferrell movies. Oh, dude. Will, which who doesn't like? Who doesn't love Talladega Nights? Talladega Nights. Dear six pound, eight ounce, newborn infant Jesus. Oh man, great movie. Again, LSU baseball at six o'clock tonight. Right when we get off the air here on the game. We'll have it for you as they are in Gainesville to take on number nine, Florida. They'll play tomorrow at 530 and and Sunday at 11. Cajuns tonight against South Al. Six o'clock first pitch from the Teague. Two o'clock tomorrow, one o'clock on Sunday. March Madness last night. For lack of better words, it was madness. Duke taking down Texas Tech 78 to 73, Duke shooting 52% from the field, and a big, big night from Paolo Banchero, 22.7-12 shooting. He was 3-for-4 from deep, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists, 3 steals as well. Arkansas and Gonzaga, down goes overall number one. 74 to 68. Eric Musselman with the fun and run style. James, they only shot 40%. 29 of 72. And they still won the game. That's impressive. Wow. Still won the game. Only turned the ball over eight times. Oh, that's pretty good, though. There you go. Drew Timmy scoring 25, having another big night. And then for Arkansas, it was J.D. Note. 21 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 
three steals, two blocks. I've been hearing about him all year long. Oh, he's he's something he's special. Been a, he's been a menace. He is something special. No doubt about it. Michigan and Villanova. Villanova. So this this game this game was so insane. They played in San Antonio. And the last time that Villanova made it this far in the NCAA tournament, it was 2018. They won the national title. Everybody remembers Jalen Brunson hitting that three-pointer to win it all. Who'd they play in that national championship game? Michigan. In the same building that they played in last night. And Villanova won again. Colin Gillespie gets hurt in the game, but it was Jaden Samuels. 22 points, 7 rebounds, 2 two steals, and 2 blocks. Colin Gillespie getting 12, 6, 2, and a steal. And then the last game of the night last night, Houston taking down another number one seed in Arizona, 72-60. to 60. Houston just keeps on rolling. And they were led by Jamal Shedd, 21 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals for the guard. Taze Moore, only 3 points, only played 17 minutes. I don't know if something you know wasn't right with him last night or or what, but he definitely didn't have the impact that he has had in games past for the Cougars. And then looking at tonight's matchups, Peacocks and Boilermakers, they will be playing at 6.09, so right after we get off the air. Providence and Kansas at 6.30. Iowa State and Miami late tonight, 8.59. And North Carolina and UCLA from Philadelphia, 8.39 on the tip. But here's James picture this. Eric Musselman with his fun and run style against Coach K. Final four on the line. I might have to take Coach K on that one. Oh, that's gonna be so much fun. Uh, the basketball fan in me is incredibly excited for that one. Our number one of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh is in the books. Our number two, we'll dive a little deeper into these March Madness games. We've got a conversation with JT Crabtree, the voice of the South Alabama Jaguars, and we'll get you set up for LSU and UL baseball tonight. This is the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Friday Fun Show here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It's Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on this beautiful Friday. Twitter poll question of the day. Favorite basketball movie of all time. Still no votes for White Men Can't Jump. Still no votes for Comment Your Favorite. 33.3% of you say Hoosiers. 
66.7% are still rolling with Jackie Moon and semi-pro. Will Ferrell is one of the most... He, he's one of the best actors of our generation. Him at him and Adam Sandler. Oh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, dude, I... I wish Ad- we saw them, both of them together more movies. Adam Sandler can't make a bad movie. I dare somebody listening to From- call in right now and tell me a bad Adam Sandler movie. Cinematic-wise, I wouldn't say they're very good, but for me and my humor, it's perfect. There's there's never been a bad Adam Sandler movie. Never. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates. Waterboy. Um, Longest Yard. Longest Yard. The Wedding Singer. The Grown Ups franchise. Big Daddy. I Uncut Jams. Even even Hubie Halloween, his Netflix movie. If you've never listened to the interview, Adam Sandler. Literally, people told him that his movies were bad, even though they were great, right? And so he said, you know what? Y'all want to see a bad movie? I'm going to purposefully make a bad movie. He called it a horrible movie. It was great. It had me rolling the entire time. It was a great movie. So Adam Sandler can do no wrong. Uh, I saw a tweet from Chris Rosegavlu, who we have on the airwaves pretty often. And it is the father and son from Pawn Stars. It says, Saints fans, we want wide receivers. Saints, best I can do is Daniel Sorensen. Yikes. I'm not totally mad at the signing with Daniel Sorensen because if you look if you look at it, excluding CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah, I mean it, it's a depth piece. Like you needed a depth piece. You hope he doesn't get out there too often, but we have seen him make plays for the Chiefs whenever he was over there. And he he'd be good a, a backup free safety for Marcus May. And I don't know how long Marcus May is gonna be out. I don't know if he'll recover super fast like we did like we saw with Quan, but if he is see, to miss some time and we see Daniel Sorensen, it's not the worst fill-in piece. That's a guy we need to re-sign. Just Quan. Yes. We getting need, getting another linebacker back, would that be great? We need to get on that, and we need to get on that really fast. I'd also like to be able to sign P.J. Williams back if we could because yeah. he's shown – he has definitely shown yeah. a lot of improvement since being first drafted. Quick little soccer update. The U.S. men's national team went to the Estadio Azteca last night. They have never won at the Azteca. Uh, They played Mexico, and it was a winless draw, nil-nil. They need three more points to secure a spot in the World Cup. This would be the first time since 2010 that they have made a World Cup. Uh, they, They missed out in 2014 and 2018. They can do so with a win over Panama on Sunday and Costa Rica either losing or drawing to El Salvador. No, the men the men team? I could have sworn they were in the World Cup 2014. They beat Ghana. No. no. What? They've missed the last two World Cups. 
Let me see. I'm a check. Now, now, now you, now you got me. Charlie. I'm a check. I'm a check. I'm a check. Okay, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. They did, they did make it to. They did play in the World Cup in 2014. Yeah, because they knocked off Ghana in like with, yeah. in their first matchup in, in, in the group round. Yeah. Yeah. And they ended up. They lost to Belgium in the round of 16. Okay, you're right. You're right. My apologies. My apologies. It feels like it's been a long time. Yeah, because since. Because you because you missed 2018 and the World Cups every four years and then COVID hit and it feels like it's been four years. Man, if if they miss another one with the roster that they've got, blows my mind. Blows my mind. I mean, Christian Pulisic, Timothy Way, DeAndre Yedlin, Gio Reyna. Again, you you've got a plethora of young talent there. And if you can't find the way to get it done again, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. We'll have more for you on Monday with that. James, who, who's your picks tonight for March Madness? You got you to gotta have something. Who's your, who, who's your teams? Who's Who's winning? I'm going to go, even though I'm not confident in this pick, we're going to root for the Peacocks on National Peacock Day. We're going to go for St. Peter's. Yeah. We got them. We're going to go with the Jayhawks. So Fair. We're, we're keeping the bird theme. Fair. I'm going to take the Tar Heels to take down the Bruins in UCLA. Fair. And then I don't, I think it's, I think Iowa State's defensive run is done, and we're going to see the Hurricanes in the in the Elite Eight. No, I want Iowa State to make it to the Final Four. I want Iowa State to make it to the Final Four. I'm curious. I'm curious with with your bracket. Who who is the one that you have that's still intact that you believe is the winner? So who's the national champion that I picked right? Yeah, Duke. Okay, so so you had Duke just like me as well. Okay, yeah. and then I, my other bracket, I had Auburn winning it all. <laughs> They they let me down. Yeah, pretty early. Pre- pretty early, yeah. They that was disappointing. Um. Oh, McNeese. We haven't talked about them yet. No, we haven't. We haven't touched on them yet. No. McNeese has a big weekend series against Houston Baptist. Uh, Lance Berkman. He's going to be in Lake Charles this weekend. He's the head coach at uh, at Houston Baptist. And McNeese softball, they are in. They're in Corpus Christi to play uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Islanders. We'll give you a score update real quick because I think their first game was this afternoon. Yeah, five to four in ten innings. The Cowgirls getting it done. Heck, yeah. And game three, still game two, excuse me, still in progress. Top of the second, two nothing, McNeese. So we'll keep an eye on that for you again. McNeese baseball big weekend series at Joe Miller Ballpark against the Houston Baptist Huskies. I know I'm I know I'm bouncing around a lot in, in this segment, but James LSU basketball. Tari Eason, Xavier Pinson, Brandon Murray have all left in the last two days. That's big. That's that's huge right now. 
It wasn't a total, total shocker that Tari Eason is declared for the draft. He's been a monster for him all year. The, the other two were surprising. Yeah, I didn't. Well, no, you you had to expect at least one or two were to hit the transfer portal. Yeah, but not two superstar guards like that. That's that's tough. It is. It's definitely tough. I mean, considering, they, considering they, it's a guards game in college basketball. Right, and they have they have both said that they are not ruling out returning to LSU. I think They're, I think McMahon could bring back Pinson. I think so. I don't know about Murray, but I, I think he'll be able to bring back at least one of the two. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Once again, take a look at our poll question of the day. Go vote on it before it runs out. We only have about 45 minutes left on the air today. In honor of March Madness, favorite basketball movie of all time. We got a comment from Caleb Broussard. Bro, Coach Carter. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I've heard a lot of good things about that one. Oh my God, you've never seen it? How many? James. Matt. Matt, how many times have I told oh, you I don't watch movies? James. How many times have I told you I don't watch movies? But yet you know Will Ferrell movies and Adam Sandler I movies. I watch the stupid movies, yes. Oh my god. So I didn't get but the thing has, is I didn't get you, I didn't get introduced to Talladega Nights until three years ago. Oh, like you the end thing. of my high school. You poor thing. Have you ever seen Remember the Titans? Yes. Yes, I've seen that. Have you seen any given Sunday? Oh my god. No. Oh my god. Okay. We're going to take a timeout and I'm going to educate James on on good good sports movies. And when we come back, we'll take your phone calls over phone line 706-0111 here on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 25th, 1972, the UCLA men's basketball dynasty rolls right along as the Bruins claim their sixth straight national title with an 81-76 win over Florida. Future Hall of Famer Bill Walton for UCLA is named most outstanding player. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Today is the day you join the Game Clubhouse Rewards Club. Not only is it free to join, but you will get the chance to enter for some tremendous prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse or a $25 gift certificate to Maple's Kitchen at Cypress Bayou. You can only win that $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse or the $25 gift certificate to Maple's Kitchen by joining the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So sign up today. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh right here on the game. Let's go straight to the game hotline. Larry joins the show. Good afternoon, Larry. What's going on? How y'all doing? Doing well, man. How are you? All right. Pretty good. So what you got? The, the greatest basketball movie of all time, in my opinion, Glory Road. Glory Road? Yeah, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. You know, yep. I, I wanted to put... There There was a bunch that I wanted to put in there, but... 
Twitter polls only give you four options. So so I was I was kind of limited and and James wanted me to make sure that I put semi pro in there with Jackie Moon oh. so that that's James's fault. Well trust me I got the DVD. I watch it all the time. Yeah, Glory crack, Glory Roads are classic. Crack up <laughs> all right, thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, man. So, before we dive back into sports, I, I mentioned earlier that my uh my couple's shower is this weekend, and I was I was told that I might not get brisket if I didn't shout out the man that was cooking it. So shout out to my Uncle David and my stepdad for whipping up some brisket for me to eat tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. The br- Dude, James, look at me, because cause you're supposed to be coming to the party too. The brisket's so good, you don't need barbecue sauce. That's what I like to hear. And I love sauce. I'm a sauce You boss. don't need barbecue sauce. That's how. Oh. And, and there's going to be 40 pounds of it. Plenty, plenty enough for me. Plenty enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's feeding me and me only. Let's go back to the game hotline. Chris joins the show. Chris, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy. Just enjoying the conversation, man. Uh, you know, Friday afternoon. Want to talk a little bit of Saints, kind of dibble into a couple of things here. I, I heard that Trevor Simeon left for the Bears. Um, not not too, too concerned about that, but obviously that is one less quarterback we have. Pretty interesting week. Uh, I'm still wondering, man, how Baker Mayfield still hasn't been picked up or traded to anybody. Um, but you know, that's very interesting to me. But also, I want to talk about this, man. I heard y'all talking about the movies with Adam Sandler. want to throw in one that one of these sports movies, I guess you call it kind of a college sports movie, old school. Y'all watch old school? Yeah, old with, school uh, was great. Will, Will Ferrell. You're my boy, Blue. Blue, old, you're my boy. Old but school's great. I, I want to, look, keeping on sports movies, man, because this is part of the conversation. Are you guys big Rocky fans? Like, you know, the Creed and Rocky movies? Oh, one of the greatest movie franchises of all time. Okay, so i got to ask you this. You know that you know that Creed Part 3 is coming out here um, around Thanksgiving? Yeah. Okay, so the question, the question on this is, can, can this be a successful movie without Sylvester Stallone in it? And what do you guys think um, the plot line would be? Uh, and I'm going to hang up and listen. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Later. Thanks for the call, Chris. You know, as much as I enjoyed the the Rocky and Creed movies, I don't know what other kind of storyline you can write. And, and I also don't know how good the movie's going to be, like you said, without Sylvester Stallone. Because in Creed 2, Apollo fights Drago's, not Apollo, Adonis fights Drago's son. Which to me seems like the ultimate ending to the series because he gets revenge for his dad's death. And then how do you have a Rocky franchise without Sylvester Stallone? 
I mean, I I like to go into movies like that with an open mind. I'll give it I'll give it its fair due. I gave the new Space Jam its fair shake, and it actually wasn't half bad. We'll never beat the original. We'll never beat Michael Jordan, but it wasn't half bad. Also, James, uh, the Antagonator, texted me. Uh, Grown Ups Two sucked. I actually like that one too. That's that's the one with Shaq. That was yeah, a great one. That, one. that one was funny. I enjoyed that one. Or that was, that was, <laughs> it's fun. It's funny because I saw the I saw the sequel for the original with Grown Ups, but I also did that with Home Alone. And I saw I saw Home Alone too before I saw Home Alone. Could you imagine if Chris Farley wouldn't have died, and they could have filmed Grown Ups three? So, in case you didn't know, Grown Ups, the idea behind Grown Ups was Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. Uh huh. Like they they created this idea of that movie, and so when Chris Farley died, Adam Sandler felt the need to continue it, so he got. Kevin James and Chris Rock and Rob Schneider and a multitude, David Spade and a multitude of others. But if Chris Farley wouldn't have died, Grown Ups 3 may very well be the best movie of all time. (laughs) Uh, Best movie of all time. Sad, sad day. You know... The Pelicans got a massive win last night, like you mentioned in your two-minute drill, taking down the Bulls. One, I'm drawing a blank on the score. Do you remember what it was? It was 126 to 109. 126-109. There it is. I've got the I've got the stat sheet pulled up. Devontae Graham scoring 30. Zach Levine coming in with 39 for the Bulls. Had to carry the team without Lonzo and without DeRozan. Yeah, but it's not very often that a guy scores 40 and loses. We saw that a lot with Bradley Beal last year. Yeah, well, that's the Wizards. <laughs> that's the Wizards. I mean, that was the Bulls before they <laughs> before they got Lonzo and DeRozan. That's true. That's true. Devontae Graham, 34-2-2. and C.J. McCollum, 25-6-3 and... One and Jonas Valanciunas, you ready for this? Sixteen and nineteen. Dude had more rebounds than points. He's a beast. Yeah, he. I was hearing him. I was I was hearing about MVPs for the Pelicans earlier, and to me, it's got to be Valanciunas. Yeah, because he's oh, been yeah. the mainstay this whole year. He's been the one that has played every night. He's played the most minutes of his career. And he's had a double double damn near every night. Yeah. So to me, he's easily got. He's be. averaging a double double. Yeah. The year. He's averaging a double double. Like, it's insane how good and how consistent he's been with how little help he's had. Because obviously, the Pelicans didn't get McCollum until recently. And you haven't had Zion all year. You haven't had a good, consistent point guard. And Brandon Ingram's been in and out of the lineup. So the fact that the one consistent mainstay has been Valanciunas, he's got to easily be the team MVP. Jose Alvarado, 15 points, 7 assists, 3 steals, and a rebound coming off the bench. 
It's not very often you see a bench guy play 30 minutes. He's been he's been he's been that guy that you never expected. I don't know if you've seen that clip, but it was him and they were playing against another team. I forget which team it was, but they were like, "Can he shoot?" And he responded as he was dribbling. He's like, "Yes, I can shoot." And then you see the next clip. He knocks down a left wing uh, three pointer. It That's was pretty nasty. funny. That's nasty. Score update for McNeese. It's now five nothing for the Cowgirls, and still in the top of the second. Still in the top of the second. We'll take one more timeout, and when we come back. We'll talk some Cajuns baseball leading up to an interview with the voice of the South Alabama Jaguars, JT Crabtree. Don't go anywhere. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It's the Friday Fun Show on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Protect yourself against upsets this March with Bracket Parlay Insurance on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers get $25 back each day if your parlay of three legs or more falls just one leg short. Give me Kansas to knock out Providence and that North Carolina will take down UCLA so they both move into the Elite Eight. Also, parlays are great because you can turn a small bet into a big payday. Use both of those for your four-leg parlay. New to FanDuel? Just sign up using promo code KLWB and then you can bet the bracket all tournament long. That's promo code KLWB on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You must be 21 older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. If exactly one leg loses, refund issue is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. NCAA tournament sportsbook wager only. Restrictions do apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and would like help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh right here on the game. It's 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Get you set up for the Cajuns game tonight against South Alabama. First pitch is in about half an hour. Tonight's starting pitcher for the Cajuns, Brandon Talley, a 3.32 ERA and 21 and two-thirds innings pitched. 19 hits, 12 runs, 8 of those 12 earned, 12 walks, 24 strikeouts, and batters are hitting 235 against him. And hitting for the Cajuns, your leader, Carson Rockefort, has been phenomenal. He started all 19 games, a 377 batting average, 26 hits, 14 runs, three doubles, two triples, four home runs, 24 RBIs, and a 652 slugging percentage. And he's only struck out nine times this year. Connor Kimple as well, 313, 21 hits, 10 runs, three doubles, two triples, four home runs, 18 RBIs, slugging percentage of 597. He has struck out 23 times this year. With an on base percentage of 368. For the Jags, Miles Smith is going to get the get the start on the mound, and he has been phenomenal. I can't say I can't say that with any more emphasis. The senior from Laurel, Mississippi, a 1.86 ERA, 4-0 on the year. 29 innings pitched, 14 hits, 8 runs, 6 of those earned, 7 walks, 30 strikeouts, and batters are hitting. You ready for this, James? 139 against him. Oh my goodness. Unreal. That is is gross. South Alabama's got a pitching staff. Miles Smith, Matt Boswell, JoJo Booker, Tyler Learman. So you're you're telling me that 
you're gonna have to hope for like Rockefeller or somebody to hit up to come hit, up big, come up big on like a home run or like have someone already on base and then get a two run to hopefully Absolutely. seal it. They're gonna they're gonna have to come up big. They're definitely gonna have to come up big. Update the poll question really quick. Favorite basketball movie of all time? Twenty eight point six say Hoosiers. Still nobody saying white men can't jump. Still nobody commenting. Well, for Coach Carter. And 71.4% of y'all are saying semi-pro. Come on, man. It's a good movie. I like Will Ferrell, but there are way better basketball movies than that. I only put it in there to make James happy. We'll take a time out here, and when we come back, JT Crabtree, the voice of South Alabama, joins us to give you an inside look at the Jags before this weekend series. Don't go anywhere. This is The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The guys here in the game dugout love baseball. It was the game that was passed down to them by their fathers. Hey, Dad? You want to have a catch? All of them had such heartwarming moments. This guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game. Now back to more baseball talk here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Do you want to see some of the most elite dunkers and exceptional ball handlers on the planet? The world-famous Harlem Glowtars are returning to the Cajun Dome on Tuesday, April 5th, and you can see them live. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, is giving away a four-pack of tickets for the family-friendly show. How do you win exactly? Simply text TROTTER to 68683 to win the tickets to the Globe Trotters. Once again, text T-R-O-T-T-E-R TROTTER to 68683 to win a family four-pack of tickets to see the Harlem Globe Trotters live at the Cajun Dome, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette. And 1041 Lake Charles at Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The Cajuns have a big three-game series starting tonight with the South Alabama Jaguars. Six o'clock first pitch from MLT Moore Field at Russo Park. Saturday, two o'clock, and then Sunday at one o'clock. Joining us to give you the inside scoop on the on the Jags is Mr. JT Grabtree, the radio voice for South Alabama. JT, good afternoon, my man. How are you? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on. So, you know, I'm just going to dive right into it for the from the schedule aspect. Fifteen and four on the year. You started off a little slow. Uh, you had the the South Alabama Invitational. You only won one out of three in that series. But then you reeled off a seven game win streak, getting a win over Southern Miss, a three game sweep of Rhode Island, and then a three game sweep of Middle Tennessee. And then you get a little bit of a hiccup against Southern Miss. And then you reel off another seven-game win streak. And then you only lose by one to Auburn. What's the confidence level of this Jaguars team coming into tonight? Yeah, they're feeling good. You know, they're a little ticked off after dropping the Auburn game because that was that was a game we were up six nothing after after three and a half. And then, you know, Auburn's offense is, is one of the best in the SEC and one of the best in the country right now. And they put up a seven spot in the bottom of the fourth, and then we turned around and took the lead back in the fifth. And they put up a five spot and took the lead. It was like 12-10 after five, I think. And we just kind of traded punches back and forth. And, you know, losing by one 
Uh, it's tough. It's a, it was an uncharacteristic night on the mound from us, but the guys are feeling good, man. You know, they feel really good. They're looking forward to the series. You know, the, the series, be it here in Lafayette or over in Mobile, is, uh, is always a lot of fun, especially on the diamond, be it baseball or softball. So the guys are looking forward to it. For most of these guys, it's their first trip over to the Teague. So at practice last night, they were really impressed with the facility and the upgrades you guys have done. So they're, uh, they're feeling good coming into this weekend. Yeah, and you know the the rivalry that the Cajuns and, and South Alabama have have had over you know the last twenty to thirty years just makes this series you know that much more exciting. But looking at looking at, at the Jags batting statistics, I want to talk about Miles Simington for a second. He's only started seventeen of the nineteen games so far this year, batting four sixty five, thirty three hits, seven doubles, two triples, twenty four RBIs. What can you tell me about this guy? Yeah, he's great. Uh, <laughs> the numbers are good, but just an overall dude, he's a great guy, too. He's a transfer uh, from Purdue. He was all Big Ten last year and just really wanted an opportunity to play um, play at a program and in a region that kind of takes baseball a little bit more seriously. And, you know, it's not as big up in the Midwest as it is down here. And so he's fit right in. He's playing well. The two games he missed were because he actually got cleated sliding home and cut his hand open. So he couldn't play because he had stitches in his hand. But otherwise, you know, he's been he's been hitting the head with a pitch in back-to-back games and hasn't missed any time. He's, he's tough as nails. Um, Mark Calvi has described him as a walking muscle uh, wearing a hat. And that's accurate because the dude is just, he's built like a tank. Uh, I think what's you know the the 465 batting average that stands out the 24 ribbies that stands out. What's crazy to me is that he's only walked four times, only struck out seven times. He's been hit by a pitch five times. He's putting the ball in play just about every single time that he comes up to the plate, and more times than not, he's getting on base. And it's just amazing what he's been able to not only just just simply do, but just to sustain you know you'll see some guys come in and get hot at the start of the year but we're 20 games in and he's still hitting north of 450 uh it's been really incredible what he's been able to do so far and like i said he fits right in as a a first year guy here with this program he fits in with the kind of high energy blue collar mentality that we've got and just loves to go to work loves to go to the ballpark and just play so he's been he's been a welcomed addition this year for the team Chatting with JT Crabtree, the voice of the Jags. Looking at looking again at the batting statistics, I'm seeing seven guys that have played in eighty percent or more of the Jags' games so far this year, batting two fifty plus. How yeah, they're uh... <laughs> that's a that's a different uh, looking team, but a different stat wise. At least when you look at what we did last year, right? Because but- you had guys like Ethan Wilson and Michael Sandel last year who were the, the anchors offensively. And then behind them, there wasn't a whole lot. And so those two guys get drafted, and the question is, where does the offense come from? And in the fall last year, we came out of the fall thinking that that was going to be a team that averaged six to eight runs per game, and it just wasn't there. We had a team batting average last year for most of the season, around 220. And now – Everybody that's there now, I mean, you've talked, we've talked about Miles Simington. Charles Middleton has been very good. Will Turner's a true freshman. 
And it's no fluke that he's hitting 350 and he's sustained it. He's the real deal in center. You know, Santi is usually, you know, prone to slow starts to the season. And he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he's been red hot the last two weeks. Uh, Eric Orbeda, one of the newcomers, uh, one of the, the best hitters in the entire state of Florida at any level last year. He hit just under 400 in Juco last season. Uh, and, it, you know, Joseph Sullivan, he's a true freshman as well. He's kind of off to a slow start, but then. You plug in guys like Hunter Donaldson, who's lately been playing in place of Sully, and Donaldson's been playing great. Cameron Tissues had to play a lot this year, and he honestly wasn't expected to, starting last year at third. And then this year we bring in Mississippi State transfer Landon Jordan. He's the opening day starter at third. He's been banged up, and then Tissues right back in there, and he's starting to pick it back up a little bit too. I mean, this is an offense that we in no way expected to hit 299 through 19 games. And th- this offense right now is so much more complete and deep than last year. And so what we saw last year, a roster that should have produced six to eight runs per game that really produced maybe about four. Now you're looking at a roster this year that probably should produce around four to five. Right now we scored 10 runs in four straight games, and that hasn't happened in three years. And so just overall, the makeup of this team at the plate has been really, really dynamic. And it's not just one guy carrying the load. You know, you're confident with your six-hole hitter bringing in two or your eight spot laying down a sack bunt and moving some guys around, or even your nine spot acting as the, the second leadoff man and flipping the lineup over to continue the, continue the batting, continue an inning. They've been really, really impressive with what they've been able to do just up and down 139. Yeah, you know, I, I, I sat down with Jay Walker, the voice of the Cajuns, yesterday, and, and that's a guy you're familiar with. Oh, yeah. And Jay said that, that you guys are the complete package. You know, you've got yeah. great pitching, you've got great hitting. He even said that regardless if Texas State is ranked or not, that South Alabama is the best team in the league. I mean, I I would agree with them not just because I'm Jack's broadcaster, but I, I mean we're we're not going to know obviously until we go head to head with the Bobcats because they're playing really really well right now and the Jags schedule hasn't tested them as much as Texas State, but I mean you, you look at you know our program is built on pitching and defense those are two things that you will always see this program in the top three in the Sunbelt Conference's team ERA and team fielding percentage. And, you know, if the hitting's there, cool. If not, we'll make it work with some good pitching and good defense behind them. Now that you've got the hitting the way it is right now, it's, it's scary to think about what this team could potentially be doing at the end of the year. When everything shakes out and everyone, you know, some guys are still trying to figure out some roles. You know, what are we doing out left with Joseph Sullivan or Hunter Donaldson? Still trying to figure that out a little bit. Um, but, I mean, the, the batting order is pretty much set. You know, guys are going to hit where they're going to hit right now. Uh, the rotation is set with your, three, with your three weekend guys. Your midweek is set. The back end of the game, it's starting to fall into place, and some younger guys are stepping up, too. It's really exciting and scary to think about what this team can be doing when we get to tournament time back in Montgomery. You know, we played our best ball at the end of the year last year. Right. We're playing really, really well right now. And so I think this, this stretch right now that we start on Tuesday, that 
was game one of eight away from home. And now coming here to play the Cajuns this weekend, which is always a great series, and you guys put on a great show and you always have a good team, I think this will be a, a true test of where this team is and, you know, is it just because of the teams that we've been playing against who you're supposed to beat at this time of year? Is it just because of that that the numbers the way they are the way they are? Or is it because this team is really that good? I think we'll find out tonight. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the team fielding percentage, 974, and then a team ERA of 3.19. That's unreal. That's unreal. You know, the, the ERA is a big part, too, because of how much veteran presence we return on the mound. We returned every single start on the mound from last year except for one, and that was the opening day start by uh, now-graduated senior Andy Arguez. Every other starter on the mound is back, and what a luxury. You know, you don't have to go into the season or even week by week wondering, you know, who's going to start on Friday? You know it's Miles Smith. Who's going to start on Saturday? Well, you know it's Matt Boswell. Sunday, you know it's JoJo Booker. And on most teams in the league, honestly, JoJo would probably be the number one pitcher on a staff. And that's such a huge luxury that we've had this year is you know every game or every week, Miles on Friday, Boz on Saturday, JoJo Sunday, and now Learman's going to get the ball on Tuesday or Wednesday. It's You know exactly everyone's role week in and week out. It's such a luxury to have. Chatting with JT Crabtree, the voice of the Jags here on Crunch Time with me guys and Mesh on the game. You mentioned Miles Smith, a 1.86 ERA, 29 innings pitched, 14 hits, 8 runs, only 6 of those earned. He's only walked 7. He has struck out 30. And opponents are batting 139 against him. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. And, you know, what's crazy to think about what Miles has done so far this year is he hasn't had good stuff this year. His fastball command has not been good. And, you know, the the first start of the year against Radford, he only went four innings. Well, that's scary. Yeah, he he hits, uh, I think, three batters. Um, He's hit seven collectively on the year. He hit four all of last season. Honestly, his command has not been very good this year. You know, he's had to rely on a lot of off-speed, a lot of push and pull and some trip to get some guys off balance. Uh, but most of his game is built around his fastball command. Now, obviously, his start at Jacksonville State was tremendous. You know, seven no-hit innings, walk one. And, you know, he was, he was rolling. You know, Jacksonville State could not touch him. Easily the best game he's had so far this year. And after seven, he went to the dugout and told Calvi, hey, I'm done. He was like, I'm not getting guys out like I should. You know, I'm getting the outs, but they're not, you know, they're waning here or there. He said, go to the pen. I'm good. You can pull me out in a no-hitter. It's fine. And we've never had a no-hitter. We've never had one here. And he said, go ahead, pull me out. I don't care. It's fine. And, you know, of course, the reliever comes in and gives up a hit right behind him. But <laughs> that's just the kind of guy that he's been. You know, seven innings of no-hits. It is not good enough for him, which is crazy to think. And, again, he's not pitching his best right now. He'll probably pitch his best when the weather warms up and he starts to loosen up and he gets that fastball command back. And then when he starts going like that, watch out. Miles Smith will get the start tonight against Brandon Talley for the Cajun 6 o'clock first pitch from Russo Park. JT, man, before I let you run, tell, talk to me about some guys on the roster that haven't really made a huge impact yet, but Cajuns fans might need to get familiar with this weekend. 
Yeah, Charles Middleton, um, you know, he's, he's hitting 350, and that's second best on the team, and that's good and whatnot. Uh, he's a newcomer that just, he's just a grinder. He's a blue collar guy. You know, he'll, he's got some power mixed in there, but he's going to find some way to get on base at some point for the Jags. You know, Cameron Tissue is another guy, too. He's only hitting 250, and, you know, he doesn't have the flashy power numbers. He has one extra base hit this year, but, He's going to lay down a big sack bunt when you need him to. He's going to execute a squeeze, which is a textbook play in South Alabama baseball. He executed actually the double squeeze this past weekend. He got another squeeze down this past Tuesday against Auburn. He's going to come up with some big play at the plate and in the field. He's very good defensively. He's going to come up with a big game-changing play at some point in a series. And, again, it's not going to be a flashy big hit but it might be something like a, a squeeze play or something like that. Uh, look in the pin for the Jags. Eric Lind has been really good. He's a true freshman from Illinois. Uh, five games he's appeared in, and he's come in some big-time spots, and he's not phased. Not, not a single bit. You can't tell that this guy is a freshman. He threw three and a third in relief against Auburn on 19 pitches. He was absolutely rolling against one of the best offenses in the country, and Neither team on the mound had thrown a 1-2-3 inning in that game on Tuesday until he came out of the pen and threw two in a row on 11 pitches. He was unbelievable on Tuesday. He was really great in extra innings and a a getaway day win at Jacksonville State. Two, he's been really good. Those are some guys that maybe don't jump off the, the paper at the stat sheet that you say, oh, yeah, this is a guy to watch out for. But those guys are really kind of the the glue that has been keeping this team together right now. If South Alabama hits a home run this weekend, are you going to break out your bang call from basketball? <laughs> nah, nah, no bang for no bang for baseball. I, I reserve that right now. I mean, we're still playing basketball too right now. We're in the semis of the basketball classic on Monday, so I got to keep all the bangs in the bag as much as I can right now. No, no question about it. JT Crabtree, the voice of the Jags, has been our guest. JT, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, have fun at the team this weekend, my man. I can't wait, guys. I've been waiting for this trip all season long, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on today, man. Fantastic. There he goes, JT Crabtree. James, before we run, how many wins does the Cajuns get this weekend? I got a. I would hope one, at least. At least one. At least one. Yeah. Don't want to get swept again. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, hopefully at least the one that I go to on Sunday. That'd be cool. Hey, I'll be there tonight, so if they win tonight, that'd be... That wouldn't be too bad either. And then they'd win the series. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's going to do it for another Friday fun edition of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. Be well. Give a hug to your mom and them. We'll talk to y'all on Monday. This is The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.